everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by The Nation. You're listening to episode 153, our Texas Tech and Kansas State uh, recap. An unfortunate recap we have to do today, but nonetheless, we will get through it uh, and get you all the information and our thoughts from that game. Uh, make sure you are following us in case uh, on Apple and on Spotify to catch our Oklahoma State preview that will drop later on this week. So make sure you're following us there, giving us those five-star ratings. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that review. Follow us on social media as well. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. It's where we do most of our interacting and posting. But you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Also follow our YouTube channel where we're posting our highlight videos from our times out. uh, Tailgate crashing for Texas Tech home football games. Also, little clips from each week's episodes we post on there. So make sure you follow our YouTube channel, uh, just Tailgate Talks, and you'll find us. Uh, lastly, if you have any comments, questions, or anything to add to the Tailgate, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Uh, so with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into our Kansas State Texas Tech recap. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, we are here to recap Texas Tech's second loss of the season, first loss in Big 12 conference play as the Red Raiders fall to the Kansas State Wildcats for the seventh time in a row, uh, 37 to 29 in what was a pretty rough game over the weekend. So, Dustin, just before we get into our recap, I just want to know where your head's at and, and kind of what you were thinking uh, through that game, just your initial thoughts and reactions to uh, that loss. I mean, it kind of fits our whole season so far. It's a roller coaster game, roller coaster of emotions, quarter by quarter. Drive by drive. <laughs> I mean, we were out of it first quarter. We we're back in at second, still in at third, and then they blew it out in the fourth. <laughs> like so, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of typical right now. I don't know what to think going into another big away conference game right now. So my confidence is kind of back on the lower end. Yeah, I don't know what to think about this team on the road right now. I think we're mm-hmm. a completely different team when we're playing at totally. the Jones than when we're on the road. We Our offense really hasn't traveled well at all so nope. far this season. You look like a completely different team. Donovan looks like a completely different quarterback. Kitley looks, yeah. seems like a completely different play caller. Um, so there's a lot of things to figure out for this team on the road. But let's go ahead and get into what happened and how Kansas State came away with that victory. So, Dustin, we'll kick it over to you uh, to get us started on our recap. Yeah, so first half was a tale of two quarters here. First quarter was all Kansas State. They won the coin toss, and just like last week, they said, hey, we want the ball. We want to get Martinez going, and they sure as well did. Two-play drive, Martinez running on both of them for 57 and 18 yards to get a quick 7-0 lead on us. And uh, I wasn't sure our team was ready to start that game yet because we came out five plays later, nine yards and a punt. And then luckily we hold Kansas State to a field goal on a long, long drive. So we're only down 10-0. to But then, of course, again, four plays, eight yards. 
go for it on fourth down. You're on your same, you know, Donovan Smith delayed up mm-hmm. the middle and it gets, it gets stuffed. So. I'm yeah. That one, uh, I don't yeah. know why we refuse to just fall over with your big six foot five uh, <laughs> quarterback. Like my thing I, I is why are we getting... running the, why are we running yeah. the delay with them? Like, yeah, I don't know. We're going to run it. Just run it. Like let's quit hanging out in the backfield for a second and then go. Cause that's how he got tripped up was that linebacker. Yeah. swooped around and caught his feet because he was standing there you're taking like a foot that you have to get to make it five yards that you have to get because he's in the shotgun i, I just mm-hmm. don't understand that i mean i'm okay with him like you want momentum or something but let's right. get him going right as soon as he catches the ball then but see so given your defense a short field luckily hold kansas state to a field goal so you're only down 13 to zero and then we just get a flurry of turnovers here. You throw a pick, then Deuce Vaughn literally throws you the football. Yeah. <laughs> that was wild to me. It got turned around and then just popped in, in Tyree's hands. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, like, back-to-back weeks where the best running backs in the conference, you've somehow forced them to, to you. <laughs> off up the ball. And then you fumble it right back by Brooks. That was just a good hit. Nothing on his part. Like, yeah. The guy just got low, hit him right on the arm, make that fumble, so – Pick, fumble, fumble, and it's back to Kansas State. But then we go on a three and out flurry. We force him in a three and out. Then we go three and out. Then we force another three and out. The defense showing up finally. You know, got a fumble, two three and outs, keeping us thin two scores here. You finally get a touchdown. Nehemiah Martinez on a good drive. That one was set up by a Sir Roderick 23 yard run. That was pretty nice. So you're only down 13 to seven. Your defense gets to do another three and out. Yep. Like, it's amazing. Like, after that first ha- first quarter, you know, Martinez and Deuce are kind of doing a little bit of everything. You get three and outs the whole – they didn't get a first down the whole second right. quarter. Yeah, completely. Not a first been. down at all. And then you finally get you get a couple seconds left, get some plays off. You get a Trey Cleveland 20-yard catch and a dumbass Kansas State late hit to give us 15 extra yards. Yep. And then a little short price uh, catch – Puts you within a pretty long field goal range, but Wolf nails a 51-yarder. And you're only down 10 to 13 at halftime, feeling pretty good, actually. Yeah, you completely flipped the script there at the end because it felt pretty doom and gloom. You're, you're still like, all right, yeah. 13-0 could be a lot worse, and then you're could finally like 20. able to. Yeah, yeah could have been 21 to nothing, could have been more than that, uh, but somehow you're going into halftime just down – by three uh so yeah you're feeling a lot better about where you're at you come out to start the second quarter hoping to get the offense going fail to do so both teams start (laughs) off the second half by punting um and then finally you kind of get your first like the touchdown drive you're talking about that was pretty much put together on the ground i think we ran almost every single play on that drive um but this time you're actually able to move the ball through the air Uh, getting down and get a field goal to tie the game. Uh, I was frustrated on this drive because you had a second and three and you were unable to get those three yards, get a first down. And so you have to settle for that field goal, which at the time you're like, all right, tie game. Second and three. Yeah. You're feeling all right about yourself because you're tied. But immediately right after that, you give up the big breakaway 69 yard to Deuce Vaughn. And then a play later, it's a touchdown. Kansas State scores on two plays. 77 yards. That's a theme yep. that we will touch on a little bit later. Um, 
But after that, you follow that up with another really good drive going right down the field. Um, Miles Price got hurt the drive before. Xavier White kind of comes in to fill in for him, and he has a huge possession for you. He, he uh, had a huge game. Yeah, he had a huge game. Uh, he has a really good drive for you. He gets, you know, finds Pater, gets the touchdown to tie the game up again at 20-20. Then you get a punt. You force a punt. You have a chance to go up ahead, and here's where everything flips is what's crazy. We tweeted this out. Your biggest play of the game is an incredible catch by Trey Cleveland where – You finally took a shot. I was asking all yeah. game. and Like all season, I was like, take a shot. We don't take shots. You finally yeah. do. You finally do, and Trey Cleveland getting his one of his arms held, makes a one-handed catch, drags the dude down to the 15-yard line, uh, and you're like, all right, here we are. We're in the red zone. We have a chance to take a touchdown lead, and then everything falls apart. You have two horrible plays. You throw a screen that goes for minus two. Then your offense holds and gives up the sack on the same play. Dude. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Giving you like I was like, third if you're going to hold, at least don't let them get sacked. Yeah. yeah, but nope, they give up the sack, and then you're not able to get any sort of yards on third and long. So now you put, you know, Trey Wolf, who has been pretty good for you, but you make this field goal a pretty tough one, and he pushes it. You miss. It's still 2020. Yeah, you missed the opportunity to take the lead, and then Kansas State makes you pay. Right after that, three plays, 76 yards, touchdown. Uh, 27 20 then you go for it on fourth down you fail to convert that kansas state gets a field goal off of that uh and then you have the donovan smith fumble where he's just not paying attention to what's going on just standing there too long holding the ball uh ball gets yeah. stripped kansas state recovers and then four plays later they find the end zone it's now 37 20 and Most at that point it was a rest <laughs> yeah yeah, can we talk about that uh, fourth and five from like our own 45 yeah. or 50 something? Like, not great field position, and it's a long fourth and five. I yeah. immediately texted the group before, or I might not have got it off before, but I was like, I don't feel good about this one. Like, you're still within yeah. a score game, and your defense playing. Fairly well. I mean, pretty good for the most part. I mean, they might bust a big one on you, but besides that, they're not doing anything. So it's like, man, I just didn't like that field position. And, I mean, the play call wasn't really there. He just tried to throw it as hard as he could to get it there fast. Like, it wasn't a pass interference. That's just letting the kids play football there. Like, Yeah. I I wasn't mad at the no call. I saw some people pointing it out. I thought – I, it's just I letting play, that, yeah. stuff like that go. It it, it was oh, pretty geez. bang bang. Um, so yeah. I, I wasn't upset about that. But yeah, I didn't like the play call. I know he wasn't open. Like, Joey is very analytical, and he's going to go with what the analytics say. And and so we're going to go for these fourth downs a lot of time. But the thing that analytics doesn't account for is what your team is actually doing sometimes during yeah. the game. And at yeah. that point in the game, you didn't really have a whole lot of confidence in your offense to pick up that five yards. You know, it's no. just it's been that kind of day where you just couldn't really trust Donovan. He was all over the place. We'll get into more on his performance. But, yeah, after that, you know, they score. It's 37-20. And at that point, it was a wrap. You're able to go 13 plays, 75 yards, and a little over three and a half minutes to get the score. Um, you go for two there, make it. Or, a yeah, you go point for game. two, make it a nine-point <laughs> game, which I, I kind of understand the analytical side of that is, you know, you are you got to score three times anyway. 
Uh, if you get the two-point conversion there, you score another touchdown. All you got to do is get a field goal, and that wins you the game. Um, and and then if you not, you're just practicing for two-point conversions, yeah. so now you know yeah. you got a good one. Might as well. The one time he threw it to a tight end and he caught the ball all game was on that two-point conversion. Yeah. Um, after that, you're that able down. to – get the onside kicks are like, okay, ho cover. We might be able to come backdoor cover this game and then whistlegate happens. So that's where we'll have to stop everything right here. And we'll have to discuss this play. If you miss So it. let's just hold on, wrap up game. Yeah. Game's pretty much over from there. Yeah. You throw uh, a pick lose by um, nine. So let's yeah. go into whistlegate now. Yeah. Let's game go into whistlegate over one of the most bizarre officiating yeah. blunders that I, I've yeah. seen and I'm not mad. Like it doesn't cost you the game or anything like that. So I'm not, not mad necessarily that. I mean, you still have a shot if they get that call, right. But you know what happens? You, you throw a deep bomb to Xavier white, who's able to make a pretty good catch, but one that I thought was going to be reviewed because it kind of looked pretty bang, bang. Wasn't sure if he got his hands under it. Um, you hustle up to the line. They also first, spotted the ball four yards yeah. short. Yeah, so first off, you caught the ball at the 25-yard line, but they spot it at the 29. 29. And then you come up to the line, ball snapped, and then you very clearly hear multiple whistles blowing the play dead. Um, but you're already in action, so Donovan throws a bad pass. It gets picked off. Kansas State has the ball, but you heard the whistle, so you're expecting this to be the previous play is under review. That's what I'm yeah. expecting the ref to say. Instead, he comes out and he says, uh, Kansas State interception, Kansas State ball, first down. And everybody in the stadium's probably baffled. Everybody watching on TV's baffled. The announcers have no idea what's going on. Joey McGuire's losing his mind on the sideline. Which he should. Um, Dustin, you're a high school football sure. official. So take us through your mind on this play. What's supposed to happen uh, when this happens? Yeah, so as an official, you're taught if you blow your whistle, like you don't hide behind it, like you own it, whatever. So what you need to happen in that instance and what did not happen was you need one of those seven or eight officials to own up and say, I blew that whistle early in the middle of the play. Like raise his hand and be like, I effed up. And it's the worst feeling, but you got to do it to make the game right. Yeah. And so you got to have one of those officials, whoever blew it, or multiple of them that blew it, whatever happened, say, hand up, I blew that, screwed it up, that this play should not count. We got to start this over. And you basically just didn't have anybody own up to it. And now maybe it was from the stands. I don't know. But it was very clear and evident on the yeah. broadcast how loud it was. It was like a. I can't remember if it was a really lo- kind of long drawn out whistle or like multiple ones. Yeah. But it, it was very evident. There was two whistles that could be heard. And I don't, I'm not sure if it's the same ref blowing the whistle twice or if it was multiple officials yeah. blowing the whistle. But yeah, that, that was the bizarre part to me is that they just completely ignored the fact that a whistle blew. Like they just made the call, didn't explain anything. And it was I weird think timing too. Cause like yeah. the play had happened and it wasn't like immediate. It was like two seconds later, and the I don't know if it was Donovan throwing the ball or already threw it, and maybe that's why they let it go. Also, if they did own up to it, is that didn't affect the play? Well, but whatever. But no one owned up to it. Basically, is what it is, and that sucks for us. Now, yeah. didn't 
if it was a one-score game, yeah, we could bitch about it a lot more. But you always harp on – I'll turn this on you. You always harp on the officials pretty hard, especially Big 12 officials. What do you want to see out of this? I just want an explanation. Um, There's got to be something. Like, you can't just have that happen. You can't have the announcers wondering what's going on. You can't have the announcers talking about how that affects gamblers like live on television they like he pointed Which out oh, there's... tech was what a yeah. seven point so yeah we're down they're nine. going for the cover we go yeah, get a, a field goal or a touchdown yeah. we're on our side of the bet yeah <laughs> like you're costing people money like this isn't just yeah it's not a call that just affects the game it affects a lot of things i think there's got to be more accountability in this day and age where gambling is a big part of it the announcer like said it out loud which i thought was kind of bizarre he's like oh there's a lot of people that are going to be happy about that call yeah. and you just can't, you can't have that. That's, that's questionable to me. I want to see an explanation from the big 12 on this, like at least something, I maybe a suspension, maybe a fine, something's got to be done because you can't have officials looking sus- suspect like this. It kind of looks like point no. shaping. There's people on Reddit with theories yes. and all sorts of things. You can't have that. And yeah. so it was a very questionable. Think about that. Yeah, it's very questionable to me that this crew was able to just skate by on this, that like if the Big 12 doesn't do anything, if there's no repercussions, no explanation or anything like that, that's that's one of the issues that I've always had with the Big 12 is yep. they don't ever hold their refs accountable for these things. No. And like, and there's a lot of things that that could affect. I didn't think we we're going to win that game, but hey, at that, ch- at that point, you already recovered one onside kick. Who's to say you couldn't re- recover yeah. another? Uh, I also wonder if the result of the play influenced the conversations and what they came out and resulted in. Yeah. Like if it would have been an incompletion or a tech completion, like if it was a tech completion, would they let the play go? Yeah. Or if it was a incomplete or a batted ball or something like that, would they have said, Oh, inadvertent whistle replay first down. Was it swayed by the fact that it was in Manhattan? Because it was in at, the home team with the lead got a big interception. Like, did that affect the ruling on the field? And That's these are all question. things that 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 can affect. You've got to make the right call there. Not at all. Not at all. And so, like, like I never care what the yeah what the score is or where I'm at when I make play calls like that. Yeah. So that that's the whole frustrating thing to me is they just made the call and went on with the game and it was like, man, we all heard it. You've got to explain yeah. why. Hey. There was an inadvertent whistle, but we didn't think – like, if he would have just said that, I'd be like, okay, at least we know. Um, I'm glad Coach McGuire was chewing the ref's ass pretty hard yeah. about it because you definitely should. And in the heat of the moment, he had a competition in the game. I wish he would have went even further during the post-game press conference. And he – I guess good for him of kind of noting, like, hey, I don't need to, you know, first year, first, you know, what, second game. Yeah, I don't need to fine. get on the Big 12 commissioner people's bad side, but yeah. I think in that instance, go ahead and rip them. Like, yeah. I need to know what the F happened. Like, this is BS. Like, I wish he yeah. kind of would have went in a little bit. Maybe he was being being cooler and calmer and mature about it. But Yeah, I think plenty of people would have stepped up and paid that fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the opportune time to step up, rip, yeah. rip into some people, you know, defend your team a little more another time not not more because he did that well um so 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand him wanting to not to get a fine or anything like that. Yeah. But I, yeah, I would have wished that he asked for an explanation and be like, I, I demand an answer for this. We we need an answer on on what happened here. And if it was a mistake, like something's got to be done because, you know, it, it affects the outcome of that game. Like whether you like it or not. Yeah. I mean, and what's going to suck is all we're going to get is a letter on Monday of, oh, yeah, the rest screwed this yeah. up. Sorry. Yeah. Missed call. Our bad. Whoopsie daisy. Uh, y'all call TCU Kansas next week. Here you go. <laughs> all we're gonna, it's all we're going to get is that, oh, we're sorry letter. Yeah. Oh, we're sorry. We're sending this crew to our most important Big 12 game next week. Here yeah. you go, y'all won't have them. All, y'all won't have them the rest of the year. Well, yeah. we don't care. We just want it right. <laughs> we just want it right. And if you kind of paid attention to Big 12 games, there was some crazy, like, bad missed calls. There was a huge missed pass. God, the, uh, in the TCU game. Nope. The worst one I saw since we're on this tangent was not our little inadvertent whistle. It was the TCU punt return called a fair catch. That the kid just never raised his hands. He went and caught the ball and returned it to the house. And they were wow. like, no, he called a fair catch. And it was like, he clearly did not. <laughs> Sometimes, man, it's just like baffling how – it's just baffling to me how you can clearly hear a whistle and they're just going to move on past it. But – Anyway, I wanted to break that down because it was it's one of the weirdest things that I've seen an officiating crew do. So, um, you know, nice to have somebody who's familiar with officiating rules yep. to break this down for you guys. But also a weird play that clearly affected yeah. the game. And now everybody, pretty much 88% of the people who voted on our shot bet lose because of that call. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> So, um, so that's, you know, the recap of the game. Here's some stats from the game for you guys. Donovan Smith was 34 or 48. So I was kind of surprised he had that high a completion percentage. It felt like we had a lot more. Yeah. Passes. Here's, here's the thing with his stuff. Like his, his numbers always look good, but then you get to his rushing and it's 18 for 20. And like half of those are him scrambling out of the pocket yeah. when he's not really supposed to, you know? Like we do some designed runs with them, sure. That's maybe eight, nine, or ten of those eighteen plays. But then, like the other, you know, eight or nine of them are scrambles right. that don't do anything, or you know. So he always ends up with a decent looking line, but I don't feel like it's as good on the field as it is. Yeah, it looked a lot more shaky when you're actually watching the yeah. game. Uh, he had 359 yards passing, like, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He also had a rushing touchdown. And, and a fumble, a fumble. Uh, so responsible for three turnovers. Uh, rushing, uh, Sir Roderick had uh, six carries for 55 yards. Six Dude. carries was just another thing we'll get into. Um, Taj Brooks had 10 carries for 39 yards, and a f- he had a fumble, uh, one of your four turnovers. Yeah. Xavier White leads the team in receiving. He kind of had game. to replace Miles Price after Miles Price got hurt. He had uh, nine receptions for 120 yards and a touchdown. Ooh. Um, Nehemiah Martinez had your other receiving touchdowns. So all the touchdowns accounted for today were by nice. 806 kids. <laughs> thought that was kind of cool. Um, Lubbock the, kids, not even 806 yeah, kids. Yeah, Lubbock, Lubbock City kids. Lubbock. Yeah. That's, so that was pretty cool. Um, unfortunately, you couldn't win it. Um, but the damning stats from this game, Adrian Martinez had 171 Ooh. rushing yards and three touchdowns. Nice. Deuce Vaughn had 170 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, but he yeah. was able to gas you quite a bit. So, Dustin, now that we've broken down the whole game, what just uh, you know, what are you thinking now? We we kind of got your thoughts before, yeah. but after going through uh, all that, 
what were you thinking? I want to hit on the running game pretty hard, but first, quickly, we had a good tight end game the last like two weeks. We had nothing today. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. I mean, two point conversion, okay, but on the stat sheet, that doesn't go anywhere. Tight ends mm-hmm. were nothing, barely even involved. We threw one like long one to Henry Teeter at one point. Even that one, I was like, why aren't we throwing this to right. like, one of the other two bigger, more athletic guys? Like, no yeah. hate on Teeter, but why is he getting the little wheel route for 30 yards? Like, we had two other better time. options that receiver <laughs> for him. Um, so that was kind of baffling. That we yeah, I want to stay here right quick because yeah, I'm very you. confused at the tight end usage as well. It seems game to game it, it, where they're either very involved or they're not. I don't understand for the life of me how it doesn't seem like Donovan can ever hit Mason Tharp. It is oh, one of the most yeah, bizarre things. He had He's a guy six that foot nine, but yet Donovan shorter on him, and the guy yeah. broke the pass up. It, it makes no sense to me how he cannot find his six foot nine target. It, it's beyond me. <laughs> yeah, so I don't understand it either. But let's hit the running game that I don't, don't understand either. Yeah, uh, and like, dude, Sir Roderick, I thought was playing really well. Six for fifty five, busted that twenty three yard run to get us set up our first touchdown like i thought he was he did get banged up later but i thought he was playing and running really well and like i feel like we just go away from the run game like 16 rushes from our two running backs yeah it makes no sense to me because they were the reason you kind of got back in that game that whole drive was 16 and almost 100 yards that's pretty good yeah I, i don't I don't understand it either because they're kind of your leaders in that offense, right? They've been here for a long time. They're guys that you trust, that you get them the ball. They always f- somehow get a few extra yards on every single play. Um, and you just completely abandoned them uh, for yeah. some reason. It, it makes no sense to me, because especially when your quarterback was as shaky as Donovan was in the first that's, half. That's the point I want to go to is like if, I mean, Donovan's your quarterback for at least one more week against Oklahoma State. And then we might reevaluate seeing how Shuck is after that. But if Donovan's your quarterback, and we talked about, like, his stat line looks good, but the on the field, the eyes don't match – the eye test doesn't match up with the stat sheet. Yeah. Like, I feel like we don't need to be making him pass for 50 times a game like we do. Or more than that, really, with, like we said, he's dropping back 60 times. And I think if he's your quarterback and how kind of shaky and inconsistent he is, I think you need to lean on this run game more and keep trying to force it, especially early. Like our first quarters for most of this year have been pretty terrible. And like, I think you got to get Sarad Brooks involved a lot more than 16 times in a whole game and try to lean on them more, especially if Donovan's going to be your guy, at least for one more game. Yeah, I I agree. Like, you came out and you're what three and out on like your first three possessions. It's like, you got to uh, settle him five down play, a little bit more. Five plays for nine yards, four plays for eight yards through a pick and a fumble. Like that's your first four possessions. Yeah. You made. Like, your plays weren't there. Like, like we mentioned yeah. like this whole like second and short and third and short. I literally wrote down, I want more run game and less wide receiver screen BS. Yeah. Yeah, because our our screens end up like being negative yards. Um, you know that huge moment where the game changed after the Cleveland great catch is you go throw yeah, a screen great. pass, it goes for minus two yards. Like you run the ball there, you're gonna get 
probably three, four yards at least, but that's positive yards. And that's second and six instead of second and 10 or second and 12. Some of those yeah. decisions like baffle me, especially on like third and short. Sometimes we're trying to throw the ball instead of just handing it off to those guys who you yep. trust more to get that yardage. Um, and so there's a lot of just, I don't understand why we're not using them more. It was kind of one of the concerns that people had with Kitley was, you know, they didn't run the ball a whole lot in Western Kentucky and everybody was like, well, that's because they don't have, they didn't have the person and Taj Brooks. And then we come in and we have them and yet we're not using them as much as I think everybody would like to see. Um, so that, that is very confusing to me. Hopefully they get involved a little bit more as we move on, and but while we're on the run game and Donovan, and we mentioned it in our little recap earlier, we need to be more creative on our fourth down play calls. Yeah. Like we've got to quit mm-hmm. running the same formation and uh fake dive yeah. and then follow Sirajic up the middle with like the uh, delayed dive quarterback dive. Like we got to do more than yeah. that. Like that's what we ran that almost every time the last two games. <laughs> yeah, several times against Texas, several times against Kansas state. It's like our short yardage. You know, what's coming. They know it's coming. <laughs> the same stuff that Sonny Cumbie did last year when you, when back when it was uh, Henry Columbia was playing, and then you throw in Donovan for like a fourth down and like, one, and oh, everybody he runs run. it. So I I don't understand that either. So where is where's your thoughts at on Donovan right now and his and do you think he has the job after Shuck is back or, or where's where's your thought on that? No, I don't. Um, and just like I've said it multiple times, I'll say it again: like the eye test doesn't match up. Yeah, on the field as the stat she does. And I still think Shuck gives you a much better option at quarterback, way more mature, way more experienced. And maybe that helps Donovan in the future, like future years. Yeah. Um, but I think that helps. And maybe, maybe that's part of the, I wouldn't say problem, but is that maybe we had to shrink our playbook for Donovan passing on us that's why we're going very short you know wide receiver screens and using him in the run game rather than the running backs you know extra blocker that kind of stuff maybe that's it and we get to a more conventional spread offense with shuck Um, and that's maybe what kitley's more comfortable with too i don't know i'm just kind of throwing out ideas here but i i would like to see this if shuck is healthy go back to him um after the bye week in two weeks. Yeah, I want to see what Chuck can do with this offense. Uh, I think Donovan's road performances have been – they've been too drastic from his home – Well, even his home performances aren't some, great. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, the his quarter-to-quarter is yeah. a roller coaster. His drive-to-drive is like – Drive-to-drive oh, is a roller coaster. Like he never carries the momentum from one drive to the other, it feels like. Uh, I just got to see more consistency from him. <sighs> Um, before I'm ready you, to go with him full you time. You mentioned um, on his fumble, like you were texting me, like his pocket awareness, and you've mentioned this before, is like, I don't know if his internal clock is just all kinds yeah. of whacked out because it's either way too short or way too long or he has no spatial awareness. Like he stepped up into that sack and then got stripped from behind. Yeah. <laughs> There's no awareness. Yeah. The guy was coming the whole way. Like you got to be able to feel that you got to be able to be like, all right, three seconds. I got to get rid of this ball or I got to, I got to try to get some yards out of this somehow, or I got to get rid of it. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's very. I feel like Shuck gives your offense a better opportunity consistently, and that's what we need right now. Yeah. Consistency, and, and maybe it opens it up more for Kitley and what he wants to do. So yeah, yeah that's a good point. That maybe it has been limited because of some of the things that Donovan struggles with. So interested to see you know what they do donovan has a great opportunity next week i mean if he goes in and has a really good game against oklahoma state like it'd be hard to pull him after that but he's got to know that too like he's got to have a little sense of urgency which i don't always see um until we're down like 10 yeah two minutes left or something like you gotta he better have a sense of urgency the whole time because he's got a he's kind of playing for his job little job interview type game you know it always feels like as soon as he knows that, it, all right, it's this or Barron's coming in. He always oh, exactly. drive. Right, right. <laughs> He's updating but, the Twitter feed, and it's like, oh, Barron's popped up at way too many times. I got to show out. Got to go score. <laughs> it's interesting. But uh, offensive line really struggled uh, as well. What was your yeah. thoughts on there? Because I think they did um, contribute a lot to the struggles from Donovan in this game is, you know, they weren't giving them a whole lot of time to throw. They were – committing golds yeah. and stuff like that it, it was not a good performance from them no whenever we play a good d-line it's it's never great which is again we've said it before i'm beating the drum again like use these tight ends to help they're big yeah they can block like we've seen it before and so i don't know at this point what they gotta do to help it out but like we're playing another really good d-line next week against oklahoma state so not feeling great i think we still yeah. need to you gave up know, six hate. sacks, six sacks, two to or uh, to two players. Uh, there, at there some point, player. at some point, you can't just keep. I mean, the players are the players. Yeah. You got to help them out at, at gotta, some point. Yeah, their best player, uh, Uzoma, uh, he had three sacks. He was wrecking uh, the backfield the whole game, um, and their other uh, linebacker, yeah. uh, Khalid Duke, had three sacks as well. So, I mean, they they played. Pretty good defense, I thought, against you. They really had Donovan flustered, and, you know, the line just couldn't really ever get anything going for you. And I think that contributed to why we maybe Kitley didn't feel comfortable running the ball as well as uh, they, they the performance up yeah, front but was pretty brutal. I don't feel comfortable dropping back 60 times. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't really know. I feel I, like I don't really running know the ball would help even that out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some of the stuff makes sense, I guess, not to to, to Kitley sometimes. Yeah, but um, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, the defense's performance, it, it was kind of one of those bend till it broke. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of broke there in the second half. If you look at it, I mean, we when you look at those scoring drives, that, that that's the concerning part to me is the big plays. We noticed it in the Texas game. It was all big plays. But, yep. I mean, look at their scoring drives. Two plays, 75 yards. Um, and then two plays, 77 yards. Three plays, 76 yards. Four plays, 27 yards. Like, every yep. time they scored, it, it, it shouldn't be that fast. It shouldn't be two plays, 77 yards. Um, I was concerned with the running game heading into it. Uh, and how we would approach Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. And I didn't think we did a very good job of that, obviously giving up 171 and 170 nope. yards to both of them, uh, three TDs for Adrian Martinez. It just felt like, I don't know why they ever passed it. Uh, it just felt <laughs> no. like Adrian Martinez ran the ball, he was going to break one. So what was yeah. your thoughts on the defense's performance? 
overall pretty good. I mean, they gave you a lot of opportunities in this game. Right. Especially when the offense was throwing their middle fingers to the defense, yeah. giving them short fields and turning the ball over. Our defense had to be like, God, we're screwed again on field position yep. and hold them to a punt or get a long field goal. Like, they helped us so much. And then, yeah, like, you you tried your best to contain Deuce and Martinez, but, man, that those two dynamic dudes and those legs are so good. Like, if they, if they find a seam and get out, like, no one's yep. catching them. And, like – that's that's the thing is they they got out a couple too many times and you just couldn't hold it down long enough and then finally in the fourth quarter they they capitalized and their experience showed out way better than yours did when you kind of crumbled on your instances like it it all happened at the same time like you had that yeah missed field goal and that like little transition there of like there's like three or two two or three possessions there like you could have taken the reins and instead, you kind of crumbled, and they took it and ran, and yep. boom, busted it open quick. And it's like, uh oh, that could have been us. Yep. But I think them being a little more experienced, head coaches a little more experienced than ours too. Like, got to mention that. Yeah, Martinez has the... been a starting quarterback for what twenty years now. So <laughs> I know he's seen everything, man. He's got a lot of experience. You can only do like one thing really good. He's seen it all, so he knows where the seams are at to bust those those runs open. So, props to him, man. Yeah, I mean, at at the end of the day, I think they're just, uh, yeah, really good players that made really good plays when they had to. And, you know, I don't want to shit on the defense because the only reason you had it yeah, because of the defense. Uh, and it's got to be hard when they're giving you stops, giving you the chance, and your offense just would never take advantage of it. I think, like, every time you've got a turnover so far this season, like, you oh, haven't been able to score off of it. Like. No. Except for the it's overtime like, cool. against Texas, like you got We're the fumble and you get the ball and then waste some time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be frustrating for them to be like, "Hey, we're do- we're giving y'all the opportunity, and they're just not taking advantage of it." So I, I feel for them. You know, it- it's got to. They've been keeping us in every game, giving us an opportunity totally. in every game, and then your offense just kind of shits the bed. So it's kind of it is what it is. But um, any other thing you wanted to talk about with the defense? No, I just hope they don't get discouraged by all that stuff and like yeah. keep balling out and doing what they can. Like you said, like we were worried about the two-headed monster. Like I was more worried about this than just Bijan by himself, and this is why. So I'm not going to shit on them too much. I mean, I think they're still playing very, very good. Yeah. And I hope they keep it up and keep their heads up because I think think the road gets lighter, especially for them coming up. Yeah, I, I just really hope that they can figure out a way to prevent some of those big plays because those 69-yard runs, those are pretty brutal. Um, and so if they can do that, like, I mean, they're, they're, we're always going to have a chance in every game because yeah. they're, they're just – they're fighting out there to keep us in those games. So they're definitely, like, showing the brand this whole thing all season long totally. is the way that they fight and they never get discouraged. And, hey, uh, yeah, one more thing. Did you see who recovered – the onside kick Creshawn <laughs> the ball always finds that man yeah like, yeah so he's the one that gave you the turnover against Bijan he's the one that recovers the mm-hmm. onside kick like man yeah so it was funny that it was him and like a Kansas State wide receiver drops it <laughs> and, and it's your middle linebacker who's able to yep. recover that but yeah these guys just continue to fight so 
uh, still impressed with their performance and their ability to give you a chance to stay in that game. Uh, and just, just bent till it broke, but yeah, um, that's right. Or visit our predictions that we made right quick. That's in you had, did you have 38, 35 tech? I can't remember. I know. I think you had like a three. Uh, game. I, don't I don't have it written down. I think it was like 38, or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Um, but Dustin predicted Tech 38-35. I had Kansas State winning uh, 34-30, so I was relatively close um, on that. Um, an unfortunate prediction for me. <laughs> the one time I'm close <laughs> being right is when I don't want it to be. Um, I did predict uh, for Trey Cleveland to have a big game. He had three catches for 98 yards, in cute, including that great one-handed catch. Hell yeah, that was sick. With him. Um, so that was pretty cool for him. Uh, he's for some reason in traffic. Trey Cleveland's going to make the catch. He's going to make a crazy. Uh, then carried play. the dude like fifteen yeah. yards. I was like, man, I wish he could just carried him another fifteen yards, gotten into the end zone. Uh, looking back on it now that you know what happens after that, but big performance yeah. from him. Dustin had the tight ends having a big role, and well, God, uh, they <laughs> had, they had no role. That was the worst pick of the season. Write it down. <laughs> Uh, no receptions for them. Zero. One reception on a two-point conversion, uh, but that doesn't count in the stat book. So, uh, no catch for them. I had Creshawn Merriweather with double-digit tackles. Uh, he only had seven, but he did lead the team in tackling. Uh, no shocker there. Uh, Dustin had Reggie Pearson getting back-to-back games with a pick. He did not get a pick. Um, your only turnover was uh, forcing a fumble on Deuce. It was Tyree Wilson who... Had a pretty good game for you as well. He was second on the two team. sacks, two sacks. Uh, so impressive performance from him. But because of the loss, Club Red is closed. But we do no want to have an opportunity. Is there anybody you do want to shout out for uh, performance in this game? No, we hit on everybody. I wanted to like Sirajic, I thought played well running yeah. the ball. Xavier, great job filling in. Um, Cleveland with a great one handed catch of 58 yards. That was sick. With a dude holding his other arm, literally like yeah. pulling him back. Tyree, another great game. I mean, they even mentioned it. I think this is the first time they've mentioned on the broadcast that Tyree is a first round yeah. D line prospect. Like that's the first time I've heard it on the national broadcast. You yeah. know, we've heard through yeah. through the tech kind of side of things, like we're rumbling about it, but now you finally heard that. I was like, Oh, all right. Yeah, his play has warranted that so far this season. He's been Hey, Trey Wolf. Uh, shout out to him. He had a good game hitting that 51 yarder before yeah. halftime. No, he missed one later, but he had another good game. Yeah, I mean, tough to kick on the road. And I think the wind was pushing that direction on that miss. But he, yeah. ever since that one miss against Houston, he's been really good for you. So I'm uh, not going to be too down on that. You know, it was an opportunity missed, but I put that more on the offense's inability to capitalize on the great play. So, yep. Um, but yeah, I think you shout out everybody. Sir Roderick was going to be my guy. I just thought he ran really hard and disappointed yeah. that we didn't give it more opportunities. There was like a Kansas State Twitter person that tweeted out, it's like, that Thompson guy's pretty good. Can't understand why Tech doesn't give him the ball. And every Tech fan's like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, just kind of frustrating that he's he only had six carries w- with the way that he was running, but he did get a little banged up. So hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Miles Price got a little banged up. Hopefully he's okay as well. He looks like an ankle kind of thing. Yeah, he got rolled up on. Um, just kind of one of those one of those. Maybe plays, let's quit but, running wide receiver screens and we yeah. don't get receivers rolled up on. But 
like you mentioned, Xavier White stepped up uh, there for you at the end, having a big game, uh, 120 yards receiving. So shout out to all the guys who, you know, did bring their game to uh, Manhattan. Uh, unfortunately, just wasn't enough to get the job done. Couldn't overcome Martinez and Deuce, though. Couldn't overcome the two-headed monster for the Kansas State Wildcats. They were very impressive uh, to watch. Kansas State deserved that win. They played a really good football game. Um, yep. So... Uh, be interesting to see what they do moving forward and how you are able to bounce back. Uh, but that's going to do it for our Texas Tech Kansas State recap. Make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify to catch our Oklahoma State preview that will drop later on this week. Uh, getting this to you a little bit earlier on Monday uh, since, you know, not doing anything this Sunday right Get now. It, just listen and get it over with. Yeah, you can move to, on to Oklahoma State. Yeah, move on to Oklahoma State, who had an impressive win over Baylor. So it uh, will be fun to get ready for that game. But like I said, that is it for our recap. Make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify, giving Tailgate Talks that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with a review. We greatly appreciate those. Uh, also, follow us on social media. Follow our Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. It's where we do most of our interacting with people, but we also have Instagram and Facebook if you want to give us a follow there. Also, follow that YouTube channel where we're posting clips from each week's episodes as well as our tailgate crashers recap. We were able to finally get out that Houston uh, tailgate recap video. So Texas one up. should be coming. It, Texas one should be coming as well. Uh, so make sure you're following that channel to catch all those videos. We appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to us. Let us know your thoughts or anything like that. Uh, we always appreciate that. So we will catch y'all at the next tailgate.